Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your question for Governor Herbert? Call 801-575-8255. This is Let Me Speak to the Governor. Thank you for joining us on the program today. And boy, our time is limited, so let's get right back to our phone lines. And uh, let's go to Grantsville, Utah, talk with Charles. Charles, what's your question for the governor? Yeah, my question is uh, how the governor thinks that uh, we can address affordability when he's proposing or the current tax changes are going to tax services, which are provided, as well as the transfer of the property. Well, it's a complex issue. There's no question about this is pretty wonky stuff out here, but uh, we have to find ways to take money out of the economy that's called taxation, to pay for the services that we the people think are important. The concept that I think is easy to understand is a broadening of the base and then lowering the rate. And if we broaden the base, 90% of the people out there uh, will pay less money to the state in tax obligation. There might be some that will have an increase, but they weren't paying anything before, or at least their fair share. So it's like if we all went out to lunch today, and there's 10 of us, uh, historically, you know, seven of the ten paid for the lunch. Today, it's only four, and tomorrow it's going to be three. We're going in the wrong direction. The base is narrowing. So, again, I hope we emphasize the fact that we here in Utah are very judicious in making sure that we spend the monies appropriately. Uh, this, this is a, a, a challenge. But all of us pay uh, income taxes. Any service provider pays an income tax as well. So you're not narrowing the base. You're increasing the, the cost for those providers as well. Yeah, let me, let me explain it. Again, I mentioned this is complex. But all the core fun, uh, functions of state government come out of the general fund, which is funded by sales tax. Income tax goes to one thing and one thing only, education. So if you want Medicaid funding, if you want transportation uh, roads, if you want to have health and human services and all of its iterations, that comes out of sales tax. That base is narrowing. We've got to find a way to equalize this on the general fund side. And at the end of the day, if we do that so that everybody pays their fair share, it'll, in fact, lower the cost of your obligation to pay taxes. Next year will be less than what you've paid this year. Now, again, I understand real estate and that's why they've made an exception here on real estate sales to just have a modest .075 transfer tax, which amounts on a $300,000 home. I don't know what you've paid out in Grantsville there, 
but it amounts to about $275. If we care about affordable housing, we ought to provide opportunities for more density, lower cost lots, uh, building codes. We ought to, in fact, take away all the impact fees that cities are charging, at least unnecessarily. It costs you $25,000 just to get a building permitting more on a basic home. There's other areas that ought to be addressed if the issue is affordable housing. Let's take a phone call, and our time is quickly waning, so we'll ask Mark to be as brief as he can be. Mark, what's your question for the governor? Hi, thanks for taking the call. Governor, appreciate what you do. think you're doing a wonderful job. Um, my question is this. As consumers, uh, on a, a consumer level, we, we have to pay a lot of money to take care of our car emissions and things like that, which is great. I support that. But what concerns me is as I drive down the road, I see a lot of these big rigs and construction vehicles that are spewing out lots and lots of black smoke. And I, my understanding, which might be incorrect, is that they are not regulated like we are in our regular residential vehicles. And that's concerning to me. So I wonder if you might address that. Well, it's concerning to me, too, in our Department of Environmental Quality, which we're going to infuse with a significant amount of money to address where we can actually uh, – trade out high-polluting diesel motors, which is what you're talking about. Uh, we want to trade out wood-burning stoves and have incentive for people to get a cleaner fuel uh, burning stove. Uh, we're wanting to put in charging stations in all of the state buildings. There's about 300 of them across the state to make it more convenient for people to use electric-powered uh, uh, automobiles. It's not just the cost of an automobile. It's the convenience of utilizing it. We think we can leverage that with 500 private sector areas, which will allow people that have electrical mo- uh, automobiles to have a more convenience. Uh, there's a lot of areas we're doing in the state by leading by example with our own building constructions and saving energy. Uh, again, I've requested $100 million to be given to the Department of Environmental Quality to find ways to prioritize that money and find ways to reduce pollution. Certainly trading out diesels is a part of that. Let's go to Kathy, and I think this will be our, our last opportunity to talk with one of our listeners from Draper, Utah. Kathy, your thoughts for the governor. Hi. I'm, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have two children who are in the service industry. I have a daughter who's a hairdresser and a son who's in the landscape business, and I feel like some of these small businesses like that are going to underreport and not uh, collect this sales tax. Um, my daughter currently collects sales tax for the products she sells, but all of the other girls in her salon, none of them do it. And they're just kind of, you know, not doing it. So I'm worried that my kids are going to be at a disadvantage because some of these other small companies are not going to do it. They're going to under-report. Well, you're right, Kathy. That's a, that's a concern. You know, there are people out there that cheat. Uh, unfortunately, that's true. That's a small percentage, I would hope and I believe. And we need to, in fact, ferret out the cheaters. Um, but that's not just uh, to those industries, you know, uh, that you've mentioned, hair salons, etc. It happens in restaurants. I've, I know restaurants do cash and carry. They skim off the top of the register and probably other services out there, landscape, that maybe skim off the top. But uh, the law is the law. We ought to have a law that's in place. It's fair. It's equitable. It's simple to understand. And it allows us to have the optimal tax policy without putting undue burden on the people of Utah and allow us to continue to grow the economy. People will cheat on that system no matter what we put in place. And uh, that's unfortunate. That's probably the reality. But we'll put enforcement mechanisms in place to make sure that uh, if we catch you cheating, we'll punish you. Let's talk about 
I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kathy, if you have a follow-up. Uh, yeah, I just hope so. I just feel like my kids obey the law. Even my son with the landscaper, he follows the laws on immigration. But there's so many that don't that it puts him at a disadvantage because, you know, it, just the whole thing is yeah. it's hard yeah. on these real small businesses. We understand that. Owners and so... Uh, uh, it won't be a consolation to you, but his reward may be in heaven. <laughs> but uh, we're going to try to make well, sure that so. we want to make sure that there's level, equal playing fields here in mortality. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. the age-old problem? Where you're coming from? That's my concern, though. Thank you. Thank you. You know, when you play by the rules, and we all see people around us who don't, and that's one of the yeah. the ongoing issues. Governor, we only have about a minute and a half on the program, and I always like to give you the final word. There are so many things we didn't get into. Your reaction to how the propositions were handled by the legislature, a little more on the clean air issue, the growth in the state of Utah, some of the congestion uh. that we're seeing. There are so many things, but what would you like to leave? <laughs> we could spend another hour. More than that, even. But uh, we'll anticipate next month on Let Me Speak okay. to the uh, Governor. But just in the last minute, uh, what, what do you want to leave yeah. our listeners with? Well, let's appreciate the successes we're having as a state. We are the leader in this country uh, when it comes to diversification of our economy and the health that we have there. Uh, we are the most diversified economy in America. We have a very efficient government. We are probably the most efficient government in, the, in Utah when you think about government being labor-intensive, and yet we have fewer state employees today uh, than you had back in 2002. So that's 17 years ago, and yet we have 850,000-plus more people in Utah, so providing better services for lower cost. That's good. Uh, we have challenges of growth because people are coming here because of the great quality of life, great place to live, raise a family, and to do business. There are job opportunities. We have more jobs than we have people. That's a good thing. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges going forward. We've talked about the complexity of making sure that we get our tax policy right. So we'll be working very hard to accommodate growth pressures, get tax policy right. Uh, the end of the day, whether initiatives or not, you know, it's do we have good policy in place and can we improve that policy? And that's, I think, where the majority of Utah, we want to have good policy. And if we can improve it, so be it. Let's have good and better and best policy in place. That's what we're doing here in Utah. And this program and this conversation to be continued next month. I can hardly wait. Governor, thank you for joining thank you. us. Welcome back, Doug. Thank you. Let me speak to the governor here at KSL News Radio. It is 1259.